Male Karen demands a free taco, gets rejected by my manager instead. I work at a taco shop, not Taco Bell, known for its little hash brown circles instead of fries. But another thing we're known for is Taco Tuesday. Yesterday was that lovely day. My boss loves to schedule me for all the rushes. The first time we met, he decided he loved me taking orders and I would not do anything else. We're currently working with the skeleton crew, but we function astonishingly well. The boss owns a few different locations and he'll often come in and talk to us about how there's one specific person on drive-thru just for making drinks. I'm normally the only one on the drive-thru taking orders and dealing with everything at the window, plus anything else I'm tasked with taking care of that day. Like I said, skeleton crew, we're often picking up each other's slack. Anyways, for lunch rush, I spent two hours doing nothing but taking orders. So I knew when I came back for dinner, it would only get worse if I only knew. It was a boring Taco Tuesday. Busy as any other, but just as many frustrating customers. Until we had the local high school drop in. Now normally, one of two people make the schedule. Big boss man, BB, and awesome boss, AB. For some reasons I'm not going to get into, AB wasn't available to make the last few weeks and he's the one that normally keeps an eye out for school sporting events. Our store is the only one in the area open past 7 and 8 p.m. So when a sports event happens everyone comes here and AB tries to schedule extra people for it. That did not happen this week. Instead BB made the schedule and decided I'm good enough. I was not good enough. It was Taco Tuesday and some sport had just ended and the boys seemed to have won by the way they were celebrating. Carelessly spilling food everywhere, hanging out everywhere they could inside, leaving me giant messes to clean. It took me 20 minutes just to take the orders. No, like I've told everyone else in front of you, we don't have fries. Yes, asking if we have Whoppers is so hilarious after the first few guys. It was looking to be a normal group of high school boys, so I just let them be. I had been running back and forth on top of taking the drive through orders and dealing with those. I didn't even have energy to chit chat with my regulars for a second. Finally, I get through the group of boys and their coaches and I'm happy to finally finish customer service for a moment. Just as I'm about to take a moment to breathe in some fresh air that doesn't smell like sweat and Axe body spray, in walks someone who I'm going to refer to as annoying customer. Now sure, I've had Karens and such come in before. I know how to keep my cool and handle those people. This man would show me I still have a long way to go. Hi, welcome to Taco Place. What can I get started for you? Is it Taco Tuesday? Yes it is, but we recently upped our prices a few extra pennies. That's fine. I want three. No cheese, extra everything else. Okay, that'll be, I don't know, it was like six bucks. But it's Taco Tuesday. Yes, sir, but the extra stuff costs a little extra, and then there's the dollar for tax. No, 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 no. I don't want anything extra, just no cheese, but extra lettuce and beef. Okay, that's still the price. No, no, no. You're not understanding me. I don't want cheese. And instead of cheese, I want extra beef and lettuce. Now I've spent all day bending over backwards to help my coworkers and satisfy the customers the best I can. But I've been yelled at. This man lost all chances he had of getting any help. I understood he wanted extra beef and lettuce in this place of the cheese, but even when I substituted out, those things cost extra. 
So I take off the extra, give him his new total of three something, and away he goes, at this point probably thinking he won. I simply duck into the kitchen and say, hey Rose. Rose is our current night manager, and when BB and AB aren't there, she's in control. Rose had just seen the order come up on her screen, and I could see that the three taco shells were waiting to be made into tacos. She knew what was coming since our kitchen was right behind the front register. She had seen me get yelled at. She had also seen me almost fall apart trying to handle the giant rush of people by myself before him, and she already had a plan in mind. I told her, give him as little of everything you can without getting in trouble. She nods and I watched the tiniest scoop of beef set into these tacos and only seven shreds of lettuce set on top. Honestly, I don't like handing out these types of tacos because I'm like, the customer paid for a taco, we should give them a taco. But not with this man. I felt he was lucky with how much he was getting. I give him the three tacos. I'm expecting him to return to our counter with the complaint in a minute, tops. But I'm surprised as I watch him happily enjoy said tacos. Maybe the plan wasn't as satisfying as I hoped. He throws away his trash and I keep him in the corner of my eye as I do some minor restocking. Then he's back at the counter. Either he's going to complain or he's going to order more food. Either way, I see my opportunity fall into my lap. Hi, is everything okay? Yes, I ordered extra stuff on my tacos and I didn't get the extra. Oh, I'm sorry about that, sir. We can remake those tacos for you if you got your receipt. I threw it away. That's a shame, but we really can't do anything without the receipt. The boss gets mad if we give out free food for no reason. He was obviously not happy that he has to go digging through the trash for said receipt. He returns and places it in front of me. I knowingly look over the receipt knowing what I'm going to see, but I still wanted to waste a few minutes of this guy's day. I'm sorry, sir, but according to your receipt, you didn't ask for any extra. Yes, I did. I asked three times. And you yelled at me for how expensive that made your order. So we didn't charge you for them. Because they weren't on the order, the kitchen didn't put them on there. You seem satisfied with that. Then I want a free taco since you messed up my order. At this point, Rose stuck her head out of the kitchen and promptly told him, I'm not making you a free taco. You've yelled at my staff for simply doing their job and you got what you actually paid for. So I'm going to have to ask you to leave if you keep causing trouble. He made some stink about calling the boss, but we didn't hear anything that night and I haven't gone in for my next shift. But I doubt anything will actually happen. I've never worked in the fast food industry because I've never wanted to see what happens behind the scenes. And I also believe that people are the worst when it comes to their food. I worked in retail for a while and those customers were pretty bad. So hearing about this OP's experience just reminds me of those bad days I had while working retail. At least this guy has a manager that stuck up for him. I can't say I ever really experienced that during my days of working a normal job. I'm a 35 year old male who's a psychopath and I manage it well. Before you judge, in which I'm guessing it'll happen, Google psychopath because people often confuse psychopath and sociopath. They are not the same. I've never told anyone this, not family, not friends. Backstory, I didn't grow up conventional. Like I grew up really unconventional. Though nobody has a normal life, mine was different. When I tell people and they meet my family, their eyes widen and I can see in their expression that they don't know how to feel. Generally, most people accept it. Those that don't, well, grew up normal. I was a pretty chill and calm kid. I didn't grow up in violence, but it was pretty normalized within my family. In the sense that I was taught not to take stuff from nobody. I took that pretty literally as a kid. If you have to fight, you do what you have to do to win. If that meant taking something to their leg, well you gotta do it. But I was told never to be a bully or start fights. I was bullied for years all throughout middle and some of high school. I learned a lot from it. 
I was also taught that the world is a cruel place. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. I was very perspective and acknowledged this reality. I noticed I was different when I was around seven years old. I didn't really like to talk a lot. I didn't really realize this until I was older. I didn't have a tolerance for others. Like family would talk to me and I remember thinking to myself that they should shut up. I don't care. Aunts, uncles, cousins, etc. They would call me shy because I didn't talk. I just didn't have the patience for them. I would just play along, nod, fake laugh, so on. I didn't feel for friends, really. Even within my family, I was odd. I didn't even recall how I made friends. It didn't make sense to me. But I oddly fit in with the popular crowd. It didn't help that I was an attractive kid. I really hated all the attention. It would drive me insane. I would just conform because I saw that's what other kids wanted. So I would copy my friends to fit in the best I could. Honestly, I didn't care for them or anyone. It was hard for me to care about my family and friends as the years went on, to the point that I just didn't care if they kept in contact. Generally speaking, they all contact me, otherwise I wouldn't bother. I noticed I could use my lack of emotion to my advantage. I picked up on this in the 8th or 9th grade. I would manipulate others for my gain. I was really good at it. They still have no idea the things that I would do for my benefit. Yet I could easily hide I was lying to them. I would recreate emotions through many hours of practice. I would watch others, whether it was anger, crying, happiness, sadness, etc. I would just mimic their behavior. I would keep my bad thoughts in my head because I acknowledged that there was consequences. I would have these thoughts and I would never act them out. I was also fearless when I got bullied. Even though I knew I would get my butt kicked, I didn't flinch. My friends mistook this for having heart. I was already plotting my revenge on the bullies. I would do it in ways that it would ruin these kids' lives. Putting stuff in their desks and lockers, weapons in their backpacks and setting them up. I would then tell some random kid what I saw and like clockwork, police would show up to the school. When I hit maybe my sophomore or junior year, I really noticed I had no regard for others. I would care less about people and their feelings. I was so intrigued I joined the psychology class because I wanted to see if I could figure out what was wrong with me. I learned so much about the human brain. I had textbooks full of knowledge that I could use. I would emulate different behaviors. It was amazing to me. I read the books like they were the gospel. I easily got an A-plus in psychology. I was more advanced than the other kids in class and they even gave me college credits, which eventually led me going to a college visit. They asked me if I wanted to take a personality exam. This was the one time I was actually completely honest. I answered all the questions the examiner gave me as honest as I could. When they looked at everything and pulled it all together, they asked me to speak with them. They told me that I needed to take it again. To me, I was a bit thrown off. So they gave me a similar exam and I answered truthfully. Again, they pulled me aside and asked me to speak with the professor about my results. He said that he had some concerns as I was showing signs of psychopathia. He said it wasn't something easily faked, that he has seen very few actually in all his years like myself. He said it wasn't 100% definitive, but that he is certain that I was one. I looked at him, not in confusion, but like, wow, that's what's wrong with me? He went on to basically interview me, asking me tons of questions. I was relieved to be able to be so honest. He said that you manage it very well and that I'm able to fit in, blah, blah. He didn't think it was a concern, but he said that if I ever felt like I had a real problem that I should seek help whether it was him or someone else. Knowing this, I would read for hours on end about why I was the way I was, various books and journals. I never entered college because of it. I was pretty well off and not having any formal school or training. I'm successful enough that I can blend in. I BS my way through certain jobs and positions that I was able to manipulate my way for better pay. Within all of this time, I did have a plethora of relationships with girls. Dated popular girls, hooked up with older women, one of my friend's moms. I liked hooking up. I did end up getting married. I was oddly able to care about someone. I don't know, maybe it's because she was so different than myself. 
though I do slip up from time to time for not having emotions for certain things. I do my best to make her happy. We have four children together who I'd absolutely kill for. It was like a switch flipped when I had them, that I actually cared for something that I developed really real feelings for their mother, that if anyone hurt her, I would mess them up. I hide myself pretty well. People just think that I'm a quiet guy who keeps to himself. It has its pros and cons. I have to remind myself to tell my wife nice things, give her compliments, act in manners I see as pointless, but I do care and love her. I have no preference for politics. I never voted nor care to. I don't care if you are left or right. I don't care about most things people put stock into. I don't really care if you're pro-life or not. I don't care if you're BLM or pro-cop. It's all just nuance to me, honestly. Everyone is. I don't care about war. I don't care if they kill each other. Not my problem. It's been quite the life just blending in. This was one of the more interesting confessions that I've ever read because I 100% believe this OP. I mean, just look at shows like Dexter. He was pretty similar to what this OP described here. I'm curious if I were around this OP, what type of vibe I would get. I've gotten weird vibes from people in my life, and some of them actually turned out to be killers. It's pretty wild. You want a man to help? No problem. One will clock in soon. This happened 16 years ago. When I was about 20, I was a department manager in a big box hardware store. People said I acted 25, but I didn't even look 18. As a young female, I saw my fair amount of gender discrimination. But the worst always came from women. This is a story of one such woman. I managed the paint department. I had three associates who worked for me. They loved me as a boss because I brought them a department radio, took the shifts they didn't want. I would normally close on Friday, worked mid-Saturday so the two young guys could go have time to have fun on Friday nights, and the older gentlemen took early Saturday morning so they could sleep off their fun. In trade, I gave the older gentleman his ideal schedule. My team was awesome. One day I was in the department alone and a lady came up and asked me where she could find the five gallon oil-based primer. I let her know that my location didn't carry the five gallon size of that primer. She told me that we did and said that it was shelved right there while suggesting I was too stupid to remember. Her husband gave me an apologetic look. I let her know that the other location had what she was looking for and it was in fact in that exact location in that store. She let me know how stupid she thought I was for thinking that she could mix up stores. Then she began yelling and loudly insisting that I got a man out there to help her because she wanted someone competent and not some stupid little girl. Her husband actually tried to step in at that point, but I just smiled and let her know that a male paint associate would be clocking in any minute and that I would be happy to direct him to her as soon as he was on the clock. I smiled and waited for Joe to clock in. Joe was great and I knew that he could handle this or I wouldn't have put him in this situation. But Joe was also new. He was learning things super quick, but he still relied on the rest of us for help. When I saw Joe walking up, I quickly said that there was a customer who needed help. I let Joe know that she was upset and asked him to do his best to answer her questions. Joe walked up to the lady and she said, finally, a man. She asked her question, explained where the product should be and waited. Joe calmly let her know that he had never seen us carry a five gallon oil-based primer, but he said that he could check with the paint department manager. She was happy and loudly said that she was happy to be getting some real help. Joe walked up to me and started asking me about the five gallon oil-based primers. The lady quickly walked up and asked him what he was doing. He turned and said, this is my manager. She runs this department. 
The husband laughed out loud, the woman stormed off, and I bought Joe lunch. Now, this is a great boss. I won't lie, some of my best bosses have been women, to be honest. Usually with my male bosses, if you guys weren't best bros, they usually had an issue with you because there was some ego involved. I love that she helped out her team and cared about their lives outside and even brought them lunch when they did something well. She's a winner in my book, and I love that Karen's husband laughed at her. That's it for today's video. If you want to make sure you don't miss out on any content, hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that bell to turn on notifications. If you want to finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you're someone who live streams and needs copyright-free music, check out the Cream of the Crop music by searching Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you choose. Remember, it's free.